This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, Ashy Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. So uh, summer vacation is here, folks. Things are changing around. Uh, you can join the conversation as, well, with us this morning by calling 877 877- MPB ring that's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fix it 101 at mpbonline.org got several of those to get to in the hour how are you folks this morning Pam Jeff I'm good I just ordered me a uh oh there's an echo. yeah that's okay yeah there is an echo uh, well we can't you don't hear... want more than one of me right <laughs> okay <laughs> Y'all make sure you got your radios turned down, but let's go. So what, what are you working on, Pam? Well, I, I ordered a uh, Apple Watch uh-huh. because I decided it would be easier to have a watch on when I crawl under a house than try to carry my phone. Hey, really? that's not a bad idea. Yeah. That is and when idea. I'm walking on a roof or in an attic, so um, it occurred to me the other day, I'm trying to figure out as I get older how to make my life easier. Well, let me ask this, since you're thinking about that. You know, I've kind of considered something like that before. And back in the day, when they were first offering a rugged phone, Pam, I bought one of the rugged phones that, you know, was waterproof and you can drop right. it and you know all that other stuff. Uh, so do they make anything that would help an Apple watch be a little more durable since you're going to be underground and in attics and banging it around everywhere? They make it like well, a case? supposedly this five is waterproof uh-huh. and a little bit more rugged. So we'll see. I did buy the Apple care. Okay. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, well, don't tell the everyday tech guys because I get all over you for that. Anyway, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. how about you, Jeff? Well, you... they don't inspect houses for a living. That's so. right. right. That's, that's right. Yeah. That's a big. That's a big no-no. No, they just fix your watch. All right, Jeff. So uh, let's go. What are you working on? Well, I tell you, it's it's always exciting uh, in in my life. Right. Uh, I, I have a um, I have a house right. that is about. 30 days within closing, the house is finished. Right. We we have the CO on it. We're just in there tweaking and right. just doing a little bit of, you know, building a house is kind of like building a space shuttle. There's always a little bit of tweaking. Right. You know? Home inspector came in. We're, we're in there doing that. Right. Well, I get a phone call yesterday and they said, uh, Jeff, I uh, um, got some bad news for you. I said, oh, okay, well, whatever. I, you know, I, I, can handle, right. I can handle it. Well, apparently we had a little water leak. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there are a few little water leaks in the world. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but now, listen, here's the silver lining, okay? If we were going to have a water leak, and, and hey, things happen, Yeah. okay? Uh, we're, we're human, things happen. So if we were going to have a water leak, I would rather have it now. When there's no one in the home. Exactly. So, you know, at least, at least, you know, I still own the house right now. So, so I'm not, I'm not in there working around, um, the, the buyer and all that. And, 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 and it was a very minor deal right. anyway, but it's, it's just one of those things added to your list. Right. So, wow. So, uh, this week's version of where's Waldo, where are you, Jeff? Uh, we noticed you're not parked in a truck. 
No, no. I decided to take a few days off, so we moved the camper over to uh, the reservoir ah. and kind of kind of change of scenery. Okay, there so. you go. There you go. Well, um, have you guys been working on any honeydews at home? Have you had any little repairs that you've had to deal with? Because I got a whopper for you. Uh oh. Yeah. So I've got uh, a buddy who said, "Hey, I need help fixing my toilet." The 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 little bolts that hold the tank on to the bowl, you know, that's it. we're getting a little leakage there. And I'm like, yeah, man, I'll come over. And it's, it's no big deal. It's just two bolts. And I got over there, and those bolts were kind of uh, awful, and, and they were kind of uh, – the rubber was really – bad the rubber was gone it was hardened and cracked and everything else so we went and got a couple new bolts to put on there but i didn't factor one thing in here now you know it's a little bit the the home is is just a little bit older but not that much older but i don't know where this soviet made toilet came from <laughs> but my god they don't even make a wrench to fit it no no the the, the porcelain's like three inches all the way around <laughs> so anyway i'm trying to find i'm racking my brain what is wrong with this thing it keeps leaking so i finally have come up with uh, the idea a cure for it which would be a washer in between to cover some of that ground of porcelain uh, in other words, the porcelain's too thick. The washers, uh, when they come together, are making an airtight seal instead of a. I, I, well, I don't know how to explain it, but uh, the, in other words, they're coming together, but there's actually nothing touching. There's no rubber touching in there anywhere to to complete the seal. So mm. I'm gonna have to come up with a better idea. But I just didn't expect this thing. The tank is absolutely enormous. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's just older. Just and it's like a box. It's like a refrigerator box it, sitting on a bowl. You know. You know, it it might be time to. Uh, it might be time. Might be time to invest in a new one. They're not that expensive. Right. It might be time you can get a really nice toilet for under three hundred dollars. Okay. All now, right. Pam, you're 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 one to talk. <laughs> I know. Well, see, my toilet was like two fifty six. My bidet was like 326 wow. and it was worth right, every penny. Jeff, apparently you have a home inspector story to tell about well, this. Well, yes, I you know, I have a couple of them. Now, <laughs> you know, no one no one really knows the ins and outs of each one's business until they're in those shoes. Right. Okay? But there is this one particular home inspector which I put it in my contract. Right. If you pick that home inspector, I'm not selling you my house. Wow. I, I won't do it. Now, here, I wonder here how many is, people wrote Pam off example. like that. Hey, and now, let's just, just to be clear, it's a man. Oh, okay. It is yeah, not yeah. Pam. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 no, no, it, it, is, it is not Pam. Yeah, okay. Now, and, he doesn't and this is my her. only, this is my only heartburn here. Manufacturer supersedes all code. Okay. Meaning, if the manufacturer of the dryer says that you can run that dryer vent 60 feet with three elbows, and code says you can run it 40 feet with two elbows, manufacturer supersedes code. Okay, all right. I didn't think of it like that. Yeah, that makes sense, though. Now, 
Now, if the manufacturer puts an inch and a half screw in the hinge mm-hmm. to hold the hinge on, that's the size screw you need. Right. There's there's some inspectors that would argue that point that that screw is not long enough. Well, that is not the home inspector's job to start manufacturing the manufacturer. Gotcha. So, so what? Well, is, how did he know how long the screw was? Um, they, they probably uns- took it out. He's unscrewing hinges. But but That's here, insane. here's the bottom line. <laughs> here's here's the bottom line. Some some and and this show isn't about beating up on inspectors. Right. Some inspectors will give their opinion, which clouds the mind of the purchaser. Now you you have a whole nother set of issues. Well, if the screws and the hinges aren't right, is this right? Is that right? Is this right? Right, right. I, I don't think it's the we we build our houses to um, a minimum of code code standards. Right, that's the minimum we can do. So most of us go above and beyond that. And then when we bring a home inspector in and they start. Well, you know, I really think that these screws aren't long enough. Mm, I think they are. Right. So th- that's that's a little bit of the heartburn that we get from home inspectors. And I'm sure that there are um, very good reasons for that. We just don't know them as builders. Right. Okay. Pam, can you, can you shed light on that? Well, all I can say is that I don't have time to be unscrewing hinges. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> I got other things I need to be doing. Right. Well, yeah. Now, is it is it the inspector's job to give their opinion, or is it the inspector's job to inspect the property? You know, that's such a great question. Um, Did you I say think, gray or great? Yeah. I think what we're trying to do is just, and this is where it gets lost with, with folks. We want to give the condition of the property. And what we always try to do is say, these are your big deals. And the rest of it is, I mean, you right. got a great house. Here's your big deals. Like I right. was talking with an agent this morning and it was a great little house, but the sh- the, the roof was shot. Yeah. And she wanted me to talk to the roofer. I was like, why do you want me to talk to a roofer? I'm not a roofer. Exactly. <laughs> you need right. a roofer to tell you how to fix that roof. So when people start asking me, now I have a contractor's license. Home inspectors in order to be able to do new construction in the state of Mississippi have to have a contractor's license, which is really kind of a double standard because the code inspectors don't have to have a contractor's license and they're inspecting new construction. But anyway, that's that's a whole nother thing. But I have all of that to say, I've never built a house. So I love it. One of the things I love about Jeff is that if I have a question, I can call him and go, why'd you do it that way? <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, I, I think there should be more open lines of communication between the owner builder slash inspector. I agree. I, I, I don't, I don't think those two individuals should, should, should act like they're opposite ends of the battery I, I think those two individuals need to communicate very closely during that that inspection agreed so. 
Okay. All right. Well, so it's not adversarial because I, you know what? I don't want to fight with anybody. That's a good point. Good point. All right, folks, we've got to take a break real quick. Uh, We've got a couple of calls on the line waiting. Charlotte and Craig, don't go anywhere. We'll get right back to you. Uh, And today we're going to share some ways to use, get this, PVC pipe that you have in the garage or shed. You may not know what to do with this stuff. You wouldn't believe how crazy it gets. You just Pinterest this sometime. If you have a question want to join the show and uh, give us a call, it's 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, Ashy Certified Inspector at Inspector and it's do it again. At Inspect It Like a Girl and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877 MPB Ring. That's 877 672 7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. When I first kind of interviewed Pam to come on the show here, the first thing we talked about was whether I would have to say her last name. But I do continue to try. So, You're okay. doing a great job with that. Thank I'm actually you. pretty impressed. Okay. All right. Good deal. We've got a couple of callers on the line. Charlotte is first. She's been waiting for quite a long time. Let's go to Cleveland. What's going on, Charlotte? Um, I have an apartment, and uh, the central unit in my apartment is 48 years old, and several times over the time that I've lived there, it has had issues of leaking onto the water heater below. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes it drips a little toward the back, but toward the front, I, I have to keep a plastic pan to catch it, and it makes my $15 charcoal air filter fall apart. The frame of my filter will come apart, but uh, management has had it looked at, and the young technician who looks fresh out of tech school says it's condensation. Right. And but I have it it does about an inch or two of water about every twenty four hours and a couple of years ago it dripped onto the wires of the water heater and sorted out something inside the water heater. So is that normal condensation for me to have to keep dumping water? Well, uh you know what I'm not the pro on this, so I'm gonna leave it to you guys, but I think the drainage might be an issue. Go ahead, uh Jeff. Yeah, no, there's under no circumstances should you be dealing with condensation from your AC unit. Uh, It could be several things. Um, The principle behind air, behind the AC unit, it, 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 it removes the humidity, which that water has to go somewhere. That water should dump into a P trap and then, and then eventually go into the sewer. Um, another issue, so that line could be stopped up. Another issue you could have is your A coil, 
which that's the uh, coil that's shaped like the letter A, and air blows across that coil, removing the hot air. Now, if that coil is dirty, it could be uh, also contributing to excess water. So, um, yeah, and this goes back. I'm going to put up a video. I did one yesterday, but um, the return itself could be dirty. So what's on the filter could be dirty. And if it's not cleaned up, then every time the unit comes on, it's pulling it up into that A coil, which can cause the excessive condensation. So what you may want to do, Charlotte, is just ask management to have the coil serviced and cleaned on a regular basis. And then you would need to check and look in your, can you see inside your return? Ma'am. yeah, is, can you uh, see inside, can you see your inside return, the return, Char- Charlotte? When you remove your filter, can you see what's behind it? Um, it it's horizontal, and I can just I can shine a flashlight and look upward. Yeah, right. yeah. you know it's crazy. Yeah, you may want to look down in there because if it's dirty, <laughs> it's pulling dirt up into your unit. Now there, there there's a there's also a pan under that A coil that 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 could and the, you said the unit was forty eight years old. Um, that pan under the A coil could have could have long. I mean, forty eight years. This thing has this thing has lived its life. Right. Uh, I have one other thought. We keep talking about this like she owns the place, but she doesn't. Exactly. Yes. Right. Um, um, and and once you get to a point, you know, their obligation, I guess, is to keep the air condition running, um, and and to fix whatever leakage or issues that have occurred because of it i would think okay. and it could be too i mean the water years, it could be hang on rusted. charlotte what did you say the water is honey color it's dirty looking ah yeah it's i bet that coil something something is rusted out yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, charlotte you know obviously unfortunately well it's not your place the good thing is, is uh, about it not being your place is that you're not going to have to pay for this. But um, the thought is that might be the at least you might be able to tell your fresh face air uh, AC guy that maybe we should clean the coil, the a, uh, the a coil. Okay. Yeah, I think I think I think with it now being rusty colored water, there's there's some more serious issues. Mm-hmm. Replacement issues. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. yeah. All right, Charlotte. Thank you all. Thank you. All right, let's keep going. Craig's on the line in Biloxi. Uh, what's going on, Craig? Hey, good morning. Uh, when you guys are going up under houses, I was wondering if there are conditions where you shut the power off. Because I've seen a lot of a lot of power lines hanging in the water. And, ha- and how do you do with spiders under there? <laughs> <laughs> we scream like a girl. Right. Well, I will say... <laughs> The person who probably on this show deals mostly with spiders is Pam. So (laughs) as the inspector, she crawls under houses. I look like those astronauts that shot up in the air last week. I I put on a suit and a a respirator and some goggles, and there's nothing on me showing. So if a spider gets on me... um, yeah, I don't have to think about it as much, but we do have certain conditions. Like I'm not going to crawl through water, just not going to do it. And if it is, um, and I had one of these yesterday, if the 
supposedly, I think it's 12 to 18 inches. If it's 18 inches or less, we don't have to crawl into it. But I had a situation the other day. I was bound and determined to check underneath a, a specific thing. So I turned on my back and I just think about it as a really good exercise program. I turned on my back and I reached up and grabbed a floor joist and I pulled. And then I'd hit the next floor joist and I pulled. Now, I was so claustrophobic Yeah. <laughs> by the time I got to where I was supposed to go. But I, was, I found the issue that I wanted to see and huh. then um, turned around and did an army crawl out. But, no, we don't go through uh, water. And i tell you something else that I do, and I train my inspectors to do this, is I want somebody to know I'm under that house. Huh. Why, why is that? Is that a safety thing? It's a safety thing because if you get under there and there have been reports of people being harmed or hurt while they're under a house. Huh. And so I want somebody to know I'm going in and I want them to know when I'm coming out. Uh. And if they don't, if, if I don't check in with them and something happens, I'm out there by myself. Right. Under a so, house. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. So we want people to know, but that's a great question. And we don't go through and we'll write that up in the report. You know, there was standing water under a certain place or it was too low to get to at a certain place. Right. Okay. Uh, but we try as best we can. I got a little home inspector. I bet she weighs 100 pounds soaking wet. Right. And that girl can go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate it, uh, Craig. Thank you very much. I hope that helps out. Uh, we're going to go to John here in just, uh, well, in Pontotoc. Where, what's going on, John? Hi. A friend of mine, I went over to see her, her toilet kept running. Uh-huh. So what happened there when, when she went and got a flap and put a new flap on it. Okay, so I, but what I saw when the flap goes, when you flush, uh-huh. the flap comes up. Well, when the water starts coming back in, the water keeps shooting back up out where the flap go down. And keep the flap from going down. You know, know what I'm saying? Huh. I've never seen that before. It comes backwards up the tank? Yeah, where the, fla- where the flap supposed to go down, the water is shooting back up out of that thing. And keeping the flap from going down. That sounds like a clog on the other end. And, and meaning, meaning like it's forcing water. If it's forcing water up, that's against gravity. So it's it's having... So, with that, but, the, but the, the toilet itself is not getting full of water, so that means... The, the clock is in the toilet itself. Uh, uh, guys, uh, you want to give us a shot? This sounds weird to me. It's yeah. weird. I've never seen it, man. I mean, the flapper, when the water releases, the flapper is going to come up. As the right. tank is filling, the, fla- the flapper is going to gently come back down, and then the pressure of the water holds the flapper down. Um, but, what hap- but what's happening is, when the flapper comes up, the water starts coming in from the, you know, from the from the filler, but then the water starts right. shooting back up out of, the, out of the flapper hole. Okay, uh, I'm gonna make a suggestion. Go to uh, go to the hardware and pick up a new um, toilet kit. What what are they, Jason? Six yeah. bucks, eight bucks, ten yeah, bucks. It's uh, yeah, like if you go, the, I, I don't know the name that a lot of people look for that's on a shelf is like Fluid Mastered or something like that. But sure. they make a kit, sure. and you can go up to about fifteen bucks with this kit. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, and it and it has everything in there. It has the flapper, it has the filler, it has the the cutoff, and just 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 replace all of it. Right, right, and that the, the whole mechanism of your toilet. Uh, 
the genius of it, it works on gravity. And, and that stuff up there that makes all that happen, there's really not much up there. If you look under your tank, no. if you no, take I the top I, off. Yeah. I replaced the hole before. I know. Yeah. So you think I need to replace it? Matter of fact, about I, I would. three weeks ago, I replaced that filler for her. Did you? Did you? How long ago? About two weeks ago. Oh. Well. Well, you know something, is, something is not installed properly. I mean, it's... Uh, uh, it it doesn't get any simpler than a than a commode. Uh, there's no there's virtually no moving parts to it, it meaning you, there's no motor. You don't have to plug it in. Right. Uh, you fill it up with water. You let the water go through there. That creates the flush. Stopper goes down and it fills back up. Right. Okay, then I'm gonna go and just replace the whole thing and see what happens. Yes, sir. I, I would. I would. All right. Okay, got to the end. It can be stopped at all, so it got to be in the toilet itself, right? In that filler thing. I would right. think, yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah, in the tank. Yeah. I appreciate it. All right, thanks a lot. Uh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Got an email here. Um, this one came in on Sunday, this past Sunday. Thank you for your show. I'm appreciative of the information you share as well as the entertaining banter. That's what we got Jeff for. So, yeah. thanks. Uh, yeah. uh, she says, I have a question regarding chimneys. I bought an old home in Mobile with several coal-burning fireplaces. Wow. I, not, I do not plan to use them. What is the proper way to have the chimneys sealed? It appears that some of them have rolled insulation plugging the top of the firebox, and others have brick. I'm concerned the insulation material is just providing a home for critters and moisture and perhaps mo- I mean, microbial growth. Yes. So, yes, this person has heard our show. I do not know if there is anything covering the chimney opening from bu- from above. Any advice is appreciated. Thanks, Liz and Mobile. So, uh, so what's the deal with this chimney? Who who would be a good person to call first? Well. Let's think about this. How 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 old did she say this home was? Um, it, I'm not old, sure, right? but she said coal burning, so I'm assuming it's been a minute. I am too. Yeah, I'm, I'm just imagining this thing being old. So, do I really want to take these chimneys out? Um, let's get off of that for a minute and and answer her question. Okay. Um, yes, tear the chimneys off. Take the Take the um, decking that where the chimney's going through, patch over that. Take the chimney totally out. Take the firebox out and rebuild a brand new firebox and put ventless gas logs in it. Oh, that's a good a idea. A number one way to fix it. You, you, you'll never have a roof leak there again. Now, what if you wanted to keep now, the chimney just for a decorative? Well, at that point, I mean, it's probably antique brick get, or something. Yeah, I think I'm going to get in the attic. See, that's a whole other thing because now something has to hold all that brick. Right. So I think I think what I'm going to do at that point is rip my firebox out, build a new ventless firebox out of fire brick, mm-hmm. and again install my um, um, gas logs. Well, do you guys think there's a way to restore this thing at all? This chimney? You could, but why? 
you but, can I mean, throw enough money at it, but but yeah. Yeah. I'm not paying why. Why? Know? It's you're in Mobile. Right. <laughs> you don't need. What do you need a fireplace for in Mobile? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean we don't need fireplaces at all, but they're nice. You know, if you're going to, if if you know, again, I like yeah. ventless. I like the ventless setup. That that's what we put in in most all new new houses. And then, I love Jeff's idea of um, coming back in with fire brick and creating a, a ventless fireplace there. And then you could probably visit with a chimney sweep who could come in and block that thing from the top. Possibly. But you don't end up with animals coming down in it. Um, but just make sure one of the big things that we see that's a mistake is you don't want to put a ventless fireplace system into a vented fireplace. It gets too hot. Interesting. Can, right. Yeah, you'll do some damage to the interior components there. Most of these old fireplaces, what is that, Jeff? Is it iron, cast iron up in there? Like the dampers, are they? Yeah, you know, the, the dampers would probably be cast iron, but I'm sure the flue is the red uh, uh, the red Tile. fire um, clay, right. if you will. Yeah. Or clay, um, yeah. Yeah, but so, you know, I'm it. sure, you know, if, if they've been burning coal, it very well may be deteriorated. Uh, coal burns very, very hot. So, yeah, the uh, condition of the, and that's a great point. Getting a brick mason or somebody to check the condition of that brick on that old, old fireplace would be, well, boy, I'd you, do that. If you built the, if you built the ventless firebox, you would take all that out of play. Right. So, well, not the chimney, though. The, uh, unless you, the you yeah. Well, yeah. And, and so there's two options there. There can be a preserve it for pretty, you know, you can like hang pictures on it or, you know, you can make a, a working kind of firebox out of it uh, by replace sure. or taking it out. Uh, you know, replacing it. So there's a couple options there. All right. Let's um, uh, let's take a quick break. Right, Java? Yeah, let's do that. Let's take a quick break. It's time for another break. But when we return, we are going to talk about some of the obvious and not so obvious uses for PVC pipes. So stay tuned. If you want to join today's show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email. Fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Stay tuned. Hello, I'm Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advising firm and co-host of Money Talks. For over 10 years, Money Talks has been answering your personal financial questions and sharing knowledge about money management. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart device's podcasting platform. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our public MPB public media app. Okay, so uh, before we went into the break, we're going to get some calls here from Jesse and Harry, but I wanted to get to an email that we got that was almost... 
urgent, and I understand. We got an email from John Mobile, and he says, "Hey, I've got a pair of dripping two-handle Delta faucets from the '70s in kitchen and bath." Uh, I changed the washers, the spring with the rubber cap, but it didn't last a day. What went wrong? Going uh, to, uh, he said, going to do it again, replacing the entire faucets might be a good idea to replace the shutoff valves and line in the bath at the same time. How do I free the valve nuts without breaking the copper water line into the wall? Okay. Uh, first of all, on the first thing that you did with the washers, there's uh, sometimes you can buy a kit for those things that includes what they call the seats, uh, which are these little kind of brass rings that screw into a hole in the back of uh, the the stem where it goes into the water pipe, and you use what's called a seat wrench, very cheap. Uh, just a little cheap, uh, you know, a couple bucks. It's called a seat wrench because the the what you have to turn is a square. It squares. It's exactly square. So that's the kind of wrench one needs is a square that will fit into this hole. And, yes, they're all different sizes, so the wrench is adjustable. But, anyway, that's how you do that. Now, replacing the entire faucet, uh, let's start at the top. Guys, what do you guys think? They've got a 1970s two-handle Delta faucet. So what are we going to replace with? Man, I'd love to get to a single lever Delta cartridge. Um, now, on the hammer scale, we're, we're uh, on a 1 to 10. We're, we're getting up there a little bit because now we, we've got to start sweating our copper which it can be done. Right. You can do it every day, right. but it's it, it's a little more than a than a DIYer, in my opinion. Um, but to answer your question, I want to get away from the two handle, and I want to go to a single Delta cartridge. Well, and I want I want to be clear with something for the DIYer. I've replaced several faucets, and and um not talking about um uh, with with uh sweating copper and all that other jazz it's it's okay when you pull a faucet from say like a kitchen sink typically there are three holes up there at the top okay right you, you have three holes and sometimes you have a fourth one for like a you know soap dispenser or something like that anyway when you buy a faucet let's say you buy a faucet that has an old school faucet it's got two knobs and then one little thing coming up in the middle which is the the water correct well you can buy one where there's just one thing in the middle with one knob and there is a plate that comes with it it's just a decorative plate that's all it is and its only job in the world is to cover these two holes Right. And it's just kind of pretty. It doesn't really do anything. It just covers these holes. So so you can take an older sink, replace with a newer faucet. And and hopefully if someone actually put those lines in like your water lines in with like a braided line, something of that nature, you can put that back in. But that might not be what yours is. But anyway, you yeah, can. Well, tell you what's no, I, I thought he was talking about a shower. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, and it may it may be he he. You know what he said? Uh, two handle Delta faucets in the kitchen and bath. So I guess it, it's a couple different. Well, types. okay. He's talking about both right. the kitchen. I I agree with you a hundred percent. That's that's very simple. Right. The bath is going to be a little bit different deal because that's it's true. going to have sweated uh, copper connections. Right. Right. What were we going to say, Pam? 
Well, I was going to say, this sounds like one of those projects I would get in. I would think, oh, it's going to be so simple. And before it's over, I know the guy at the hardware store. I know his wife's name, his uh-huh. children's name, his pet's names, because I've been back so many times to try to get right, everything right. That I That's need true. to get this thing done. And so, you know, when you get to, especially on these older houses, um, what you may want to think about is just maybe doing a whole new sink. And and a new countertop. And, you know, if you want to get by with just replacing what's there, right. I think on the hammer scale, when you get into sweating pipes, boy, you have just you might save your time a lot of a lot of time and aggravation. By calling a right. plumber. But folks, and, and actually, if you know, I mean, to 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 be real with everybody, there is, there are ways around sweating pipes with new shark fittings and things of that nature. True. You know, so so uh, there is a DIY. But you have to have the right tool. That's correct. I mean, if you're going to start, you doing know, it's that, funny if you're doing tool alone over a hundred bucks. Right, I was going to say that tool. If you've got the tool, then then this becomes an easy job, whether that be PEX or Shark or anything like that. But okay, so so this is doable. But the, what he did say is, how do I free the valve nuts without breaking the copper water line into the wall? That is always tricky. I've done this a couple of times, and I have felt, or I have, for me, kind of the shock method works. Instead of grabbing it and, and putting a lot of torque and force on it, you know, over time, uh, it's more of a, you know, hit with a hammer once, boom, and it, and right. it breaks the joint, basically, without, without, without messing up the copper. So that, that's, a, that's a hint I've used in the past. So any thoughts there? I agree with that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's, lots of towels. <laughs> yeah, lots of towels. <laughs> let's uh, let's keep going. The phones are lit up, so let's go to Jesse and Mobile. Uh, have we gotten a call today from uh, Mississippi, Java? No? It's all been Louisiana, Mobile, and... Okay. Oh, yeah, we got Cleveland, and there's an Oxford coming up. All right, let's go to Jesse and Mobile. What's going on, Jesse? Hey, thanks. On the chimneys, the... Coal burning should be old enough to have fire brick in it already. Really? You may want to get a mason to double check because every old fireplace, that was the whole purpose of having fire brick, all your heat didn't run up the chimney. Right. Reflected into where you wanted it, the house. Now, if it's right. open, I don't know if chimneys built way back were just open because you did have birds and bats. So they may have a cage or wire, not the fancy little nest that we have nowadays. Right. But I was thinking about that and then your guy with the email on Delta Faucets. Mm-hmm. Two Delta Faucets. Bathroom, 10 years old. It leaks from the base where it goes into where you're twisting the handle. The mm-hmm. last plumber was scared that if he tried to do anything to it, given its age, the whole thing would break. That's what this and guy was worried about. Yeah. Uh, you had a question about that? Yeah. Any recommendations on the leaky from the handle Delta faucet? Uh, the, I will say I've replaced several of these. Now, you can get all of the parts and everything for that at, at your local hardware store. And they actually make a kit usually for your faucet. You can literally look up the model number of your faucet. Take a picture of your faucet. Go there. You can look up the model number. And they've got your brand, your faucet. Like, it'll say, this is for Delta, these model numbers. So you get, you know, the the washer kits and everything else for that. 
Um, the trick comes in what both of these folks were talking about is when you take the valve stems out of mm-hmm. the faucet uh, from the wall, that's where you get into tricky territory. You're going to need the proper wrench, the proper tools. Don't go into this thinking you can take uh, what we call a monkey wrench and, and, and knock this out. You're going to need to be more precise with it. Uh, you know, yeah. faucet wrenches and, you know, things that, that need to be used inside walls and that sort of thing. So, yes, you can tackle it. And, uh, uh, you know, people do it every day without destroying their homes. So That's all right. All right. Thanks, Jesse. Appreciate right, it. Thanks. Let's keep moving. Uh, Harry and Val, uh, Vidalia. Is that right? Louisiana? Yes, that's right. All right. There we go. Uh, what's going on, Harry? I've got, we've got a house that's 50 years old that has elder uh, fittings in it. And the bathroom laboratory, we've replaced the, uh, the seat in that, I don't know how many times, the, uh, the seat and the washers. But now it's leaking on the bottom into the cabinet below, and it's getting worse. And I need to know if uh, other brands would be compatible with the holes in that uh, laboratory that the, that the elder is using. And if so, what would be the, the brand to, to buy? That's a big brand. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it should be a four-inch or, or an eight-inch spread. Uh, we're, we're talking bathroom vanity. Right, it's five and three quarters inches, center to center between the, uh, the faucet handle. Okay, um, you know, I, Delta Delta ought, ought to make one. Um, well, like so I said, you I can would, go to a single lever and just eliminate well, the two other sides. True. You know, good, yeah, with the plate, right? Um, which would look good. So, yeah. I, I, you might try that, Harry. Go to the single lever and eliminate those other two or those other holes, and that way you won't have to worry about uh, whether they are the correct uh, modern standard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Do, that, do you that's think a good that idea. The, uh, the same copper lines can be used. I'm going to have to replace the fittings on the end of the line also. Is, I mean, if 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 you can make the uh, I mean, I would suggest if you're doing it, go ahead and replace fittings. But if 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 the line is what is it, a brass fitting? Yeah. Yeah. Just use Teflon on the other side. You'll be fine. OK. Yeah. You know what I mean? Teflon tape. Yes. Yeah, they make this white tape for plumbing. If you've never gotten any, it's white tape for plumbing that you put around there. And what it does, it stops. Uh, to especially metal joints, sometimes PVC joints, uh, for, or, or the parts that screw together from binding. It makes right, sure that I've, you I've can. Got some, I've got some already. Right. Good for you. All right. Uh, thanks a lot, Harry. Does that help out? Yes, sir. Thank you. Yes, sir. Let's keep moving. Aliceville, Alabama. Alabama. Yep. Uh, Al is on the line. Uh, come on. Al in Aliceville, <laughs> Alabama. Alabama. Right. Okay. Let's go, Al. What's going on? I got a double header for y'all. All right, hit me. I, I built a, a dog pen in 20 out nine, and I've had a couple of poles that have rotted at the bottom, and I don't, and I, that's, I'm fine with it because it's in a damp spot downhill that doesn't get any sun. So I figure 11 years is fine. I'm yeah. not complaining about that. And I'm going to replace them, and I'm about to build a bigger dog pen atop a hill. Uh-huh. And what I since I got a bunch of PVC pipe, I was thinking 
that I would cut it into lengths of about five inches and have about three inches of it coming out of where the concrete goes for the poles Mm -hmm. and have concrete inside that PVC pipe. And I just wanted to know what's wrong with that idea. That's interesting. You know, they actually make something at the home stores, you know, if you go that I don't want to buy anything. Well, what, well, what I'm saying is, what what I'm saying is, is that that idea exists already. Um, good. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not crazy. No, no, no. Right. no. Uh, the way you put, you know, a lot of people, if you watch professionals put, say, like a light pole in the ground or something like that, they're going to uh-huh. dig that hole with a giant auger. They're going to put this thing, this giant tube, down the hole, and they're going to uh-huh. fill that hole with concrete. Uh, so, so yeah, what you're doing is not at all unique. Okay, great. Now I'll get rid of my PVC pipe. There you go. <laughs> That's right. right. I like That's the right. way you think, Al. I like that. My, my, my second question is, uh, I've got this natural gas tank that was filled in September of 2004, and it's never been used. It's been sitting there, I guess, full for almost 16 years. And I noticed a tree has started growing through the pipe that comes out of the ground and goes to the head, the cap, where there's stuff underneath there and has pulled it pulled the pipe away from the tank and it's starting to pull some kind of machinery that's underneath the cap out through the little slot there where the pipe goes into it and i'm just wondering is this thing about to blow up well now's Um, the time not to be hugging trees man i mean sounds like (laughs) i want to cut the tree but i'm scared (laughs) what do you guys think well the this this is on a propane tank. Yeah, yes, sir. Okay, you are probably leasing that tank. I would call my propane distributor. It's their responsibility. You probably did not buy that tank. Yeah, well, and that's the problem too. The the, the fellow that did all that's been dead for going on sixteen years. Well, I don't I don't have any idea who. You know, is, reckon I could call them up and just say, I got this tank. Do y'all want to come get it? Yeah, I mean, the tank belongs to somebody, I'm assuming. But I would call my, my provider. Are you still using the, the propane? No, it's, it's, it's never been used. That's that's my question. It got filled oh. in 2004. And does the stuff evaporate, or is it still filled from 2004? Yeah, propane, is very, propane is very dangerous. It stays very low to the ground. Um, obviously has a, has a flash point. It's, it, it's, Does it have it's a dangerous. long shelf life, Jeff? Uh, I'm sorry. Does it have a long shelf life? If, if it's, I, 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 it's a little bit out of my wheelhouse, but I think it does. Okay. I do know that, uh, propane is very heavy and it stays very low to the ground and that's what makes it extremely dangerous. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Don't, you don't want to be running mati- uh, machine machinery around that, like a chainsaw or something, trying to cut it. Something around that. I would, I would call that. a, I would call a propane, my propane distributor, and just describe what you just said and see if they can help you. Yeah, they may want. It. I guess I could just call them up around, around here, and the ones that are around here, and give them the address and see if they got anything on record. For oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Somebody sure. will. Well, I sure, sure. Do appreciate y'all. Thank you, sir. We appreciate right. it. Thank you. In Aliceville, Alabama. Let's just uh, keep on rolling, I'm assuming. Going to Paul in Mobile again. How's it going, Paul? Uh, just fine. Yes, sir. Um, my question is about the gasless logs. Mm-hmm. Now, my experience is that 
when gas burns, the byproduct is water vapor. And Correct. I put in the um, gasless logs in the house years ago, and I finally uh, I, I kept looking around my house, and I would have water all over the windows on any kind of cold surface. And uh, it finally figured out where it was coming from, the gasless logs. Now, if you have some the other vintless, kind of vending system log. in your house, a central system that you run at the same time that gets rid of that water vapor, the gasless logs, they look pretty. But other than that, the, the moisture problem is just outrageous. Huh, I've not heard and that before. Change these products I've, so never had, I've never had an issue with ventless Logs, have you ever. have you seen that, Pam? Uh, not, not. I'm not saying, Paul, your your issue didn't happen. I'm just saying, I've, Pam, have you come across that in your inspections? Yeah, and he's he's exactly right. I mean, whenever you burn gas, you get two things byproducts: you get carbon monoxide and you get water. And so, if these gas logs were put in, this speaks back to the issue I was talking about before. If you put a ventless system into a vented fireplace, you're going to create problems. Huh. Also, a retrofit into an older home, unless you have a professional, you can really get yourself in trouble because if you've got, if you're struggling with water in the house, you've also got carbon monoxide. Right. So I would strongly encourage having some type of a carbon monoxide detector uh, in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, yeah, yeah, that they'll do that. They'll they'll fog up a window in a New York second, especially on an older house. Now, new construction, you don't have that because of the physics and the dynamics of the new house. But in yeah. older construction, yeah, it's definitely possible. Well, and, and um, you know, you don't need necessarily to do I – mean, you can always take these things out and if, if you want to. But the thing is, when you, when you get – I'm sorry, I lost my thought there for a second. When you, when you get this, it's like a plumber does the gas lines. This is a, kind of a DIY show, Fix It 101, but uh, gas lines is not something we ever suggest you mess with in any – way at all call a pro for a gas line i agree with that always yeah yeah all right folks it's been a good crazy show let's keep uh doing it until next time fix it 101 is production of mississippi public broadcasting think radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you our show is produced by mr java chapman our call screener today was kevin farrell for pam pibus jeff sammons and i'm jason klein stay tuned for our wednesday 10 a.m show Everyday Tech. Everyday Tech with Jay White. Where's my brain? I know. Join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.